You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This episode of Ben the Knee is brought to you by Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jared of House Blackfire, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, the Ghost of Harrenhal, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, the Mother of Cats, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Kendall of House Taylor, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Hand to the Hand, Sid Say Asback of Day Eleven, In the Light of the Eleven, Lord Hunter the Foulmouth, Captain of the Guard, Sir Dustin the Rooster Knight, Captain of the Guard, Sir Ron of House Golson, Captain of the Guard, Lady Amanda, Captain of the Guard, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island, Captain of the Guard. Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we're into chapter 63, Catelyn 10 of A Game of Thrones. And in the Maester study, we will be discussing the Riverlands. Mm hmm. Very significant region in uh, the battles to come here. Uh, and actually, really, I sometimes forget when characters are like moving like how close are they to river run it's like real central you know kind of mm -hmm. yeah the riverlands is the riverlands is that central location it's where you know really it's where it's it's where a lot of the story takes place uh yeah. i think i think people kind of kind of forget just how much the story actually takes place in in the riverlands just about any time anybody is traveling it's it's through the riverlands right yeah so it was, we thought it was significant enough to put it in the maester study today and just kind of talk about um, the region itself, we've done a little bit of it when we were talking about House Frey, when we were talking about uh, that a few weeks ago. Uh, but we're going to talk about the history of River Run and uh, maybe some of the major battles and, and what, what we have to look forward uh, to with that region. So um, mm -hmm. I also wanted to do a couple quick uh, just special shout-outs here. Uh, Sir James is, I posted something on Instagram. He's working on you know a, a, a website, if you will, like a special kind of project and and i'm anxious he's he's he does this and like i said he's uh if you have a project or a service or something or you need something like a website i think he does this for for, for a living and stuff so you know uh once it's all up and running i'll try to get everyone his information but we're we're excited i'm kind of pumped to see you know what that's going to look like sir matt yeah absolutely no i've i've seen kind of the initial preview of it and i think it's super cool yeah, uh, he kind of reached out to us and was like, "Hey, do you guys want a website?" And we're like, "Uh, yes, please." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, like you know, part of it is it's getting somebody who knows how to do it and how to set it up the right way. That's that's a whole skill set in and of itself and and, and everything. So, uh, yeah, we're we're super 
super glad that he's taken that on and, and it's been fantastic. You know, a lot of we have a lot of um, members who have stepped up and are taking on different roles. So we have uh, Maglum and uh, Lord Adam Parker have taken on sort of the uh, what do we call that back in the day? We when we first started the podcast, we did this um, like house. Yeah, words. we did this. We yeah, we had this doc going for people who join. And, you know, I mean, initially, you know. <laughs> Sir Ezra and I, when we were starting this podcast, uh, we had kind of joked about doing surnames, like, "Oh, let's go, let's come up with night names." Yeah, and it all it all essentially started as a joke. But then we posted the first episode, and we had some listeners like, "Well, do we all get night names?" We're yeah. like, "Uh, sure." Absolutely. And now it's like, yeah. you know, it just has been running ever since. So, but we had a doc going for for our patrons. And you could like put it in like you know make up a, a house backstory and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um. We had a, and then we just started getting so many people who were like, uh, you know. And then the show started and Fire and Blood came out. And it was yep. like, eh, it's yep. just kind of too much for yep. us to kind of handle. And so we've had a couple people, um, you know, Lord Adam Parker and and Maglum, um, uh, some people, some people who have want some patrons that have want, really wanted to kind of take over that. And keep it keep it going, and we are one hundred percent for it. So, yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. They've been messaging me on the side just about what what's to come. So I don't want to spoil any of that. They they will uh, release that, but once it's out there and the doc is there, anyone who's a patron, uh, we're going to update. You know, just your 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 title, uh, put your sigil in there, get some of your words, and they've got some extra special surprises that I think they're working on. So. Uh, we're really looking forward to that, and I'm really thankful that they're that they've done that because it's such a cool idea. It's just a literally a task and a half to try to keep it going with the number of people who move in and out of Patreon. And once you're in, you're in, we keep your, your words and your name and everything in there. It's, it's just kind of cool to go back and look at and scroll through and see uh, how creative everyone is with their, their titles and you know, all that, all that good stuff. So. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Really. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So we're glad. I'm really thankful that someone is uh, wanting to take, take the charge on that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Now, another couple things that I wanted to mention before we get rolling here. Um, in case anyone is interested, we mentioned this before we started the uh, well before the season eight came out and everything just went crazy. Um, if you're interested in actually doing some more in depth studying just on on the series, or you're interested in maybe coming on uh, the show for like a segment here and there, uh, we actually uh, Sir Matt and I are looking for squires. So uh, we have that reward available for you on Patreon. And then also, I don't know, I mean, we never know who's out there listening and what project they may be working on, but if you have a podcast or if you have a Etsy page or something else, some type of advertising that you'd like uh, to happen here on the show, uh, it's all kind of, you know, up to our discretion, but, uh, you know, reach out to us. We have the Champions Purse there and we can kind of, you know, promote your stuff here on the show. It's kind of, when we, when we have listeners who also have other projects, it's really kind of cool to collaborate and and uh you know push their stuff out there so yeah absolutely so i thought that'd be kind of cool so that's been a while uh ago since we mentioned that so we just wanted to bring it up and and get that out there for uh folks to kind of consider so but oh man okay all right um for hey sir matt how you doing you doing all right hey man i'm good you know uh we had i had it was dealing with my crawl space remember yep uh and then um that ended up taking like weeks longer than I thought it was going to. And so, you know, it was affecting my office where I do all my recording and uh, it's just, you know, the house was just a disaster. It was a mess, but 
finally got that finished and then I did some painting. So I have painted uh, the office and now I'm kind of putting it back together. So it's not yeah. exactly how I want to go, but it, at least it is functioning. So forgive me if I had some shoddy audio quality the past two weeks. I don't know if I did or not, but I was filming um, like in the kitchen because that was really the only place I could. And, you know, eh, I like to have I, I try to have the best audio quality as possible. Um, so. But now we're all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my gosh, you were, I mean, under siege there for a while. You had all sorts of stuff going on. I'd, I'd call you and you're like, oh, it was it was I, I, I sent you I sent you pictures of what the what the crawl space, you know, what the house looked like there. You know, there's a guy got guys in like hazmat suits. You know, they had they did this thing called encapsulation. I mean, now it's like really nice down there. It's like you can almost have a party down <laughs> under underneath the house. OK, it's oh, like, geez. Good guy. You know, anytime I think of crawl spaces or like attics, I don't know if anyone's seen the movie The Grudge, like the the, the first movie, The Grudge. It just scares mm. the daylights out of me, man. Go check that movie out, and then and then think about getting into your attic or your or your crawl space. You'll think twice. I promise you. Well, you know, here unfortunately, the it's where I live on the water table here in Portland. Um, anybody who knows anything about the Pacific Northwest knows that it rains a lot here. Uh, rain today a little bit. Um, but so there's, there's some water issues, but it should be all squared away now. Good. Nice. Keyword there is should. Should. Yes, absolutely. So, ah, man, that's good. That's good. I actually, uh, today was up in Kent, Ohio. I went to a little festival there. They've got some wizards doing some weird stuff with wands. You know what I mean? It's something called like yeah. Wizarding World of whatever, but it was cool. I met some some of our listeners up there, and it was good to see some of those folks. and And shout out to any of you who stopped in, said hi, and and all of that. Send me a raven, you know, send me a message, and uh, let's connect because it was cool. It was really cool to stop up there and and do like kind of a meet and greet. And we're hoping Sir Matt and I are hoping to do some of those at like um, Game of Thrones, you know, con uh, stuff. We've got we've got we've already got stuff uh, planned for Hyperspace Hangout you know, uh, next year. So we got to get something mm-hmm. on the books here, uh, for game of Thrones. So if you guys have a, I know con of ice and fire just happened. We yeah. did not attend. Um, you know, we were not invited, uh, <laughs> which is cool, but I mean, Hey, all these other people get to go speak. Let's make it happen next year. Yeah. I want, I want, I want the, I want the invite. You want the invite. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't even know that that there were invite. I don't know how all that stuff. Works. I didn't know either. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, you know what, Sir Matt? I'm just a simple hedge knight. Okay, my friend. I I'm just out there making my way through Westeros, trying to pledge my sword here and there, do what I can, be hey, as me, watchful. Me too. Yeah. You know? I would just. I mean, I would just like to be. I would just like to be invited to to the to to the gathering. Is all I'll say. Yeah. So you can decline. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes, so I can <laughs> so I can then decline. You know, that's the real power move. Now, <laughs> now, now I'm, I'm I'm okay. Oh gosh. Well, I mentioned it's it like a- how it's like how on yeah. on Tinder, you know, you always swipe left because you got to play hard to get. Oh my god. You know, I mean, that's so, just how it works. You're, just, you're playing real same, hard to get same there. Thing. You got to yeah. play real hard to get. Okay. <laughs> Can't match with anybody. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Wow. Um, let them know, let them know you mean business. Actually, you know what that makes me think of, uh, later, I think after this, we're kind of doing things in reverse order, but we're going to record the, um, 
the Q&A session. Yes, we are. Wow, that's going to be nice and juicy. So that'll be fun. You guys should look mm-hmm. forward to that. Yeah. I don't know where we're going to probably post that on the main feed, my friend. Just really get all the... Yes, we are. Yep. You know. and, I, and I have the Raven's Nest that we did uh, a couple weeks ago edited. It will be coming out this Friday. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. That was the episode where you were having uh, like absolutely awful audio. Sweet. That's what I like to do. I like to put Matt, uh, Sir Matt in the pickle, <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, that's good. Okay, good. That's, we have a lot, lot to look forward to. Then we'll have those two episodes, you know, later on in the week for you guys. And, and, uh, they'll be on the main feed. Maybe we'll do that one on Wednesday, a Q and a, and then we'll follow it up with a Raven's nest. You'll get a, just a crap ton of stuff. Perfect. And that actually after that, that's a strong finish to July because we are also recording this weekend, um, our attorney at Heron Hall stuff as well. So yes, we are. Yeah, that's uh, that's our part two in a four part series, and having a lot of fun with that. Been thinking more and more. We have tons of comments on Patreon, and we even have a thread going on on the Facebook page where we'll incorporate that into our discussion, and it will just kind of continue to evolve and grow, and uh, should be pretty pretty spectacular. So. Um, okay, my friend, I wanted to mention here, we have a, a couple, L- Lord Robert, the Unfrozen, has uh, got a couple polls going for us, and one is not quite finished, so I'll save that for next week, but the results from last week's poll, the the poll was, uh, where in the world is Howland Reed, okay, and I, I love that you can add options, like people can go in there and just add their own little thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's hysterical. Some of the options were nuts. Um, but the top three results were... Uh, number one, in Grey Water Watch uh, with Mage Mormont. Uh, two, the Veil uh, posing as Shadrick the Mad. Uh, three, hanging out with the legendary Hot Pie. <laughs> so that's I believe cool. it. Yeah. Well, you know, he shows up in um, at the in season eight when they're having the council. Mm-hmm. One of those guys is Howland Reed. Like that's who he's listed as. Is is Howland Reed? Really? They said that. I didn't know that. Okay. But yeah, yeah. The it's like it's like the the really random guy. They're like, who's that? Like I don't know anything about that guy. Yeah, he's 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 supposed to be Howland Reed. And so it's like, okay, I wonder if that was just a tease or you know or what the what the deal was with that. Yeah. Huh. That's strange. I mean. That that can't. I mean, <laughs> come on. That that right there is, is is enough to show you that what goes down in the books versus TV show going to be night and day different. Even if you've got the same pillars, the same sort of getting to the major points, Howland Reed's gonna be mentioned. He has to be right. You, if he's alive, you know, if he is alive and, and and available, I feel like we'll talk to him at some point in the books. But that's just my belief. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think, well, not that I really want to go back to harp on things from season eight, but I think it would have been better if that would have been Mira Reed instead. Oh, and the, yeah, in the show. Since they were, yeah. since they were, since they were, since they were deciding about Bran being king, but, you know, I mean, they barely, they barely had time to explain just about anything. So let alone have a kind of back and forth sesh between Mira choosing to let Bran. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That that would have been nice to see her there, quite frankly. Uh, just because she could tell more of that story, you, you, you know, like the, mm-hmm. that was told to Tyrion. She could have told uh, more about what happened beyond the wall and, and all the great deeds and what have you, or the you know the the perilous adventure that they went on and how they came back. Yeah, that's too bad. It's unfortunate. They would have had, you know they would have mm-hmm. had to pay her. Okay, so yes. So there's that. Um. 
Okay, just a couple more quick shout-outs here. All, all of our Sworn Swords, we thank you guys. You guys are wonderful, and they're participating like crazy, you know, over on, on Patreon. So just some good people uh, there. There's, there's a, we'll, Next episode, I'm going to go through everyone. Uh, we've already mentioned a few, and we will mention more later on. We have a Raven this week from one of them as well, too. So we'll get there. Oh, and uh, the Discord server, again, just fantastic. Going in there and checking out some of the show news, uh, Sir Ant of House Hawk. Killing it in there, as always. Uh, so lots of updates. Go check that out. If you guys need a link to that, I think he can. I think we posted that several times in the Facebook, but I know as new people come in, they're looking for a link uh, or an invite to the server. Uh, just hit somebody up in the Facebook group, and we can get that for you. I think I've allowed everyone to make instant invites or given them the access to uh, make those invites. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's head on over to the Maester's study, sir, as we're going to be talking a little bit about the Riverlands. Yeah. So um, just going over s- some of the history here uh, and, and, and looking at this, you know, one thing that we know without looking because we've done some of this work in a world of ice and fire early on in the podcast uh, and going back to fire and blood, we know a lot about the Targaryen era and we understand that, you know, um, during Aegon's conquest that, you know, Aegon kind of lifted House Tully up, right, into be, into uh, governing the Riverlands, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of this, um, I mean, the, they've been around, uh, the, the reference as early back as the Andal invasion, so uh, they served under House Mud of Old Stones. Um, I thought this was kind of neat because, you know, we have the, the prequel show coming up and they're talking a lot about the idea that it's not just seven kingdoms it may be hundreds of of little tiny kingdoms that could be warring and stuff and i think that's going to be really interesting so for example house house tully here uh being in service to house mud uh their king was king tristopher uh the fourth mud who was killed during the Andal invasion, and after the king's death, Sir Axel Tully constructed the Red Castle at the juncture of the Red Fork and Tumblestone. Uh, so, anyways, just kind of a a, a little nod to the idea that, that we're going to have a lot of little tiny kingdoms, little houses, and we're going to see what now are our great houses in a position that we haven't seen them before. You know, House Tully, we would expect to be you know, big dog over there in, in the mm-hmm. Riverlands, but they're, they're not going to be right. No, no. So, um, let's see here. So during the Targaryen era, um, I'm gonna read a little bit of this here. So King Aegon, uh, Targaryen named Edmure, the first Lord Paramount, first Lord Paramount of the Trident. Aegon visited the Riverlands during his Royal, uh, his, his Royal progresses. So during, um, I think it was at one point, oh, hair in the black. Yeah who was uh, kind of thrown down. Remember, Aegon takes um, Balerion all the way up into the sky, comes down on Harrenhal, mm-hmm. destroys it, you know, just, just tears it to shreds. Uh, it, Harrenhal was supposed to be this this uh, castle, this yeah, keep that was just fortress. in, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, you, you couldn't get into it. It was, um, they weren't worried about. The, the, tit- the Titanic of fortresses. Yeah, there you go. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, and yeah, and so except for, you know, the our, our dragon was the iceberg, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. So so there's that and um Aegon because he doesn't bow, I mean, because he doesn't bend the knee, um 
hair in the black and is and, and, and house whore is is they're just done away with. They are completely just wiped uh, off the their their line is ended, if you will. So that was a cool little line in Fire and Blood and and in a world of ice and fire. That little um, nugget to like when you stand up against the Targaryens, you got to be careful. I mean, they will just end you like that. So uh, let's see. There's more details here about just who House Tully supported during the various kings and stuff, but uh, it's just interesting that uh, House Tully, you know, how they kind of uh, rose to this position. And they're not one of those, like, like the, like the Starks, as far back as we can remember, or as far back as we know, have been the major force or power, major player, even though they did have some warring uh, going on there in the north with other kings and other kingdoms. Mm-hmm. They've been a big player for a while, but... When you look back to the Andal invasion, knowing that the Tullys are just sort of this minor house at first, not minor, but, you know, uh, in servitude to House Mud, I thought that was kind of a little bit interesting and something for us to look forward to. Now, as far as its location, uh, Sir Matt, you know, you want to talk just a little bit about, like, it, we believe it's it's significant, River Run, just where its location, um, we have a lot of little battles there, it's mm-hmm. sort of a, a, a region that you want to control, Um well, yeah, it's it's important the, to control, the Riverlands. The Riverlands is definitely important to control because it's essentially the center. You know, you've got the north to the north, the westerlands to the west, and the Vale to the east, mm-hmm. and then you know to the south is where you kind of start to have. Uh, I mean, what is I think? Guess like, the Crown Lands is kind of directly south from. Yeah. It. I think the Reach kind of touches touches it a little bit as well, but it's it's like a lot of trade happens there. A lot. There's a lot of passing passing through. The King's Road goes right up through yeah. the Riverlands. So having control of that is essential. Now the downside to the Riverlands is that you really have to make strong and strategic alliances because if you say you know if you're in the Riverlands and you were to say have an alliance between the Westerlands and the Vale. And you suddenly went to war or battle with them, you'd be pretty screwed. Sure, because yeah. now you're going to have to defend on two fronts, um, and so that's well, that's ultimately kind of what ends up happening uh, to Rob. Is Rob gets kind of trapped down there, and uh, you know then the North gets kind of taken. But um, I mean, it's kind of after the fact. But the you know the the Greyjoys get there you know the Greyjoys get to Winterfell and then he's kind of then he's kind of caught in a pickle because he you know later he says I can't you know how can I defend how can I finish this war if I don't even control my own house yeah Um, so you you know that that right there just kind of uh, shows you and it may be something that we see in the prequel right because we're gonna have a lot of warring kingdoms you know the the Riverlands being right there in that central location you're kind of screwed if you don't have strong alliances because of just of your of your location. Sure. Yeah, and yeah, with with that many more kind of warring, you know, kingdoms and 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 things. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. it's. I think your location is going to be uh, really important too. Yeah, yeah. Making those alliances with surrounding houses and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So a couple things here. I just I pulled up the wiki and I want to kind of read through. Uh, some of this, just talking about the region, if uh, if you will. So River Run. Well, actually, first let's talk about. Uh, I, I keep saying River Run. I mean, like Riverlands, and then you've got River Run here as is, is our castle. So River Run is a strong uh, three sided castle 
uh, although not especially large. The castle is bordered on the north by the Tumblestone and on the south by the Red Fork, while on the west, a third uh, side faces a massive man-made ditch. Uh, in time of danger, the sluice gates can be opened uh, to fill a wide moat and leave the castle surrounded on all three sides by water, turning River Run into uh, an island and leaving it practically unassailable. It commands a, uh, it commands a few uh, I'm sorry a view of many leagues. So I thought it was important because if you look at images, there's some really cool images on the wiki, and and they did a pretty good job of this in the show. Um, it can completely be surrounded by 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 water i mean it's just you can't even mm-hmm. get your siege towers up there if you will i mean it's uh very hard to get into and that's why um later on brendan will it's it, it'll be so it'll be so difficult to kind of root uh him out if you will so mm-hmm. yeah it's, yeah absolutely yeah abs- absolutely that is kind of your you know it's interesting and this is something that Gurr does really well in his world building is you know you start thinking about oh what's what's kind of the you know what's kind of like the worst house right like what would be the easiest house to take well a lot of these castles and a lot of these people when you really start thinking about it um you know in in Gur writing gray characters and and um you know think about a year ago when we were we were still all in the belief you know before the show has kind of changed i think a lot of people's perspectives we were all still in the idea we had no idea who's going to win Sure. Yeah. Right. And remember, the books could still totally go a different way. And I, you and I both kind of believe that they 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 might or probably will. Um, but, you know, when you start thinking about these castles, right, it's like, what's the what would be the hardest castle to siege? Well, some people say Storm's End's impossible. Then mm-hmm. you hear the veil. That seems pretty hard. Right. Casterly Rock has never been you know breached. If you mm-hmm. wanted to march north on Winterfell, even River Run. I mean, how are you? How are you going to siege that castle? You're gonna. They've got a huge moat around it. You would have to. I mean, luck. I mean, luckily, the what what Jamie does. You know, um, you know, we, we see we see in the show when he sends Edmure Tully over because they have to let him in, yeah, right? Right. The siege the siege of River Run. Like that's really smart. That is a really, really, really good idea. Because otherwise, you would just die. You would get. I mean, those guys could hold out as long as they had arrows essentially yeah well i mean uh, that's a really good point i mean arrows can, and food yeah it can actually be um i think it says uh, a garrison of 200 men uh is, is plenty large enough to to defend it uh and it can hold uh supplies for men and horses for as long as two years so mm-hmm. that's pretty epic you know so it's got good stores and uh you know i mean it's just it's it, it's also neat in how the its exterior walls uh, are part of this defense, and the, the river can kind of flow in and through, it, you know, around and through that. But then you've almost got like this secondary, um, oh, what is it? You got the battlements that are on the outside there, and then you've got the main gate is even like inside of that. So it's just like kind of double layered. It's like super hard to get into it from uh, from what I can tell, and from just like the pictures and from you know uh, Gur's description here. So really, mm-hmm. I mean, more so than than I think I. I I typically think about it when I think of River Run. I'm just like, oh, like I, because of Edmure. Sometimes I think, ah, oh, it is what it is. It's you know, he 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 loses. They go back here, and um, you know, Jamie's got him surrounded, and and that's that, right? But really, not not necessarily. They're ready to spring from that fort. I mean, if they get any help on the outside, which is what we're going to talk about today, uh, any any um, you know, if they send their send some ravens out or get some get some of their 
uh, bannermen to come rally to their cause, they could easily fight their way out of here. Um, we see later on Brendan possibly from the show, right, gets away uh, and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So, well, actually, no, sorry, sorry. Well, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, in the show, he doesn't get away. Well, in, in we, never, books. we don't necessarily see his death in the books, he might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that part in the books, yeah. So, anyways, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's neat. I mean, it's just a neat little keep, and it's unique because of the three kind of converging, uh, well, the two, uh, and then one artificial kind of uh, waterways that, uh, that, that run right up to it. So, yeah, there's just a little background on it, and it, you know, even uh, Sir Matt, when you look on a map, I, I, and, and you look at where Heron Hall is versus where R- River Run is, because later on, Peter Baelish is going to get the seat of Heron Hall uh, and be kind of proclaimed uh, Lord Paramount to the the Riverlands and and all of that. It's actually it seems like a better spot to be in River Run. I mean, Heron Hall was great because of the castle, because of because it was such an epic keep, but I feel like location-wise, and people can argue with me, I, I'd love to uh, hear what people think about this, just being on the river there and having this t- type of setup, I think, is is a, is is a better spot to have your major house, you know, your, your, your capital mm-hmm. kind of... Absolutely. Yeah, so, I don't know, interesting stuff, River Run's cool, we, we will be passing in and out and through here, we'll be learning more about it, we'll be learning about High Heart, Acorn Hall, uh, all this good stuff, so... Uh, definitely more to come on this region. So, all right, my friend, I think we are ready to dive into the reread here, and it's kind of a short chapter, isn't it? Yes, yeah, this was only about uh, twenty minutes. You and I both listened to the audio book. Uh, I think the, this chapter was about twenty twenty minutes. Um, this week we are into Catlin ten. Uh, so last week we were talking about Tyrion eight. Uh, that's where Tyrion uh, had his own battle. Uh, he he and the clansmen were assigned. To the vanguard under the command of Sir Gregor Clegane, returning to his tent, Tyrion was greeted by a whore named Shay, who Bronn had found for him. Uh, Tyrion uh, and his clansmen do well, and the enemy is routed after they're attacked. But afterward, Lord Tywin Lannister learns that Robb Stark has tricked him. So this week, Catelyn 10, Robb Stark has managed to lead his host to Riverrun without detection. Now Catelyn waits with her guard as her son leads his host to ambush Sir Jamie Lannister. Once the battle is over, Rob returns with Jamie as captive. However, the death of several of Rob's party uh, mars the sweetness of the victory. Yeah, this is. I mean, okay. Uh, this, this is. Uh, this is kind of the. This is where we you really start to see the first kind of. I, this is really the first battle where you start to see. Oh wow, we just lost some big, some really big characters. Um, I mean, before this, it's it's really just kind of Ned's, you know, Ned Stark's men being kind of killed in the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, losses that you you get the consequences of of battle and war here, and uh, it really mm-hmm. it it, it actually it it plays la- a big part down 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 the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the woods were full of whispers. Moonlight winked on the tumbling waters of the stream below, as it would, uh, as it would its rockies. It's rocky way along the floor of the valley. Beneath the trees, war horses wickered softly and pawed at the moist, leafy ground. While men made nervous jests in hushed voices, now and again she heard the chink of spears, the faint metallic slither of chainmail, but even those sounds were muffled. It should not be long now, my lady, Hallis Mullen said. He had asked for the honor of protecting her in the battles in the battle to come. 
It was his right as Winterfell's captain of the guard, and Rob had not refused him. She had 30 men around her, charged to keep her unharmed and to see her safely home to Winterfell if the fighting went against them. Rob had wanted 50. Catelyn had insisted that 10 would be enough, that he would need every sword for the fight. They made their peace at 30, neither happy with it. Uh, it will come when it comes, Catelyn told him. When it came, she knew it would mean death. Hal's, perhaps, or hers, or Rob's. No one was safe. No life was certain. Catelyn was content to wait, to listen to the whispers in the woods and the faint music of the brook to feel the warm wind in her hair. So, <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, this chapter is... Uh, it's kind of like a whirlwind, really. Um, you know, we get we get it starts out and we get a little bit of backstory of Cat. Um, you know, they do kind of some flashing back about, you know, the, the next line is she was no stranger to waiting. You know, and then we start hearing about what her father had, you know, had said to her. Watch for me, little cat. Her father would always tell her when he rode off uh, to court or fair or fair or battle and she would standing patiently on the battlements of river run as the waters of the red fork and the tumblestone flowed by um you know then comes back Hoster, talking about Hoster telling did you watch for me cat did you watch for me little cat uh brandon stark had made her wait as well i should not be long my lady when we will be wed when i return but when the day came at last it was her brother eddard who stood beside her it was his brother eddard who stood beside her in the sept you know and now she waits for rob yeah yeah i mean we you, you said it before we started this um family right duty honor being being family important duty honor yeah and just kind of thinking about those things <clears throat> yeah i mean this is a what's crazy about this chapter one of the biggest takeaways i think is is the idea that um this is all a big setup be, they don't really mention mm -hmm. it ex explicitly here but to get they've lost Tyrion, and so to gain another lannister here is a huge bargaining chip and it's a huge way in which they can help um you know, Eddard Stark, right? And the and the girls. Right. Because they believe you know, they they believe that they have Arya and Sansa. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So but th I mean at this point they have at this point they have, yeah, as you said, Eddard, Arya, and Sansa. And so to get Jamie is that huge piece. Yes. Yes. So th they I mean there's this um to to keep Tywin uh where he's at they send Roose Bolton and he does his thing and it's it's sort of um it's a feint. And then they come here with their host. Uh, I think it says they have around six thousand men, maybe six thousand mm -hmm. plus here, and then but they're actually vastly outnumbered. But the Lannister host is kind of spread out on three different camps, and we'll get to the Battle of the Camps later. But the, it, they've realized and let's see, who was it? Um it was it was Brendan Tully. Um, had realized that, uh, well, he knows that Jamie Lannister is very restless, and he doesn't like to sit in camp. And there was a lot of raiding. So let me just read a little bit here uh, as, as kind of a setup, a prelude to this. So before this, just kind of an understanding where we're at. So Jamie Lannister um, had, had you know, he had attacked the, the, the River Lords and uh, the, their forces at uh, the Golden Tooth and River Run. Uh, he captured the air. Uh, to the Riverlands, Sir Edmure Tully and many of his knights. Jamie besieges Riverrun, the capital of the Riverlands, while uh, the host, or the you know yeah, while the host of his father 
Uh, Lord Tywin Lannister closes the King's Road to the east, methodically captures the castles of, of, of the River Lords. So they've got this plan to kind of like Tywin basically getting across the uh, the twins and sweeping down kind of north and then keeping, you know, this this sort of tight uh, west course. They're able to slip over um, around Tywin's forces, but also send a force down where there's rumors that all oh, his, his forces, you know, a day and a half march away or whatever. And so Tywin's kind of staying right there on the other side of the river on the King's Road, trying to close that that way down, not thinking that they're going for River Run, which is which is just, you know, the awesome part to all of this. But then w- when they get there, they realize that their forces are split. Brendan Tully uh, realizes that Jamie Lannister is going on these, um, oh, he's, he's going out and about. There was ratings, right, Sir Matt? There was, um, mm-hmm. who yes, was it? Um, oh, my well, gosh. You know, later it's kind of Sir Gregor Clegane is just kind of raiding around. And that's, I mean, that he's also, his kind of raiding is also what caused it, what ultimately ends up starting the war, right? Because yeah, um, that's when Ned sends Beric Dondarrion out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that is all happening. True. Exactly. Um, one of the forces while their Lannisters are are encamped here, it's it's Sir Mark Piper, and so again, as these characters pop up, I want I want to kind of talk about them a little bit. So Sir Mark um is a knight of House uh, Piper and heir of Lord Clement Piper. He is a good friend with Sir Edmure Tully. So while Jamie's kind of encamped there in front of River Run, um, Sir, Sir Marcus is attacking, and it's almost like um, you know th- they would hit him, and then they would fall back, and then Jamie would chase. They had been doing that well before um, the young wolf shows up. And Brendan catches wind of this. He realizes that Jamie won't sit in the camp. Jamie's actually just, he's out there leading this. He's actually chasing down Sir Mark. And they mm-hmm. use that to their advantage, really. They lure him out in this fake sort of, um, you know, b- letting him believe that it's just a small raiding party. So, mm-hmm. just, just so people yeah, can that, understand that, the gist of it. That line, yeah, that line right there. The Kingslayer has us uh, three to one, said Galbert Glover. True enough, Sir Brendan said. Yet there is one thing Sir Jamie lacks. Yes, Rob asks, patience. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. That's, that's a big deal. And so, so kind of knowing your enemy and knowing their um, behavior and their characteristics is, is really important in this, and they were able to kind of capture him. See, because they could have just, you know, later on the Battle of the Camps, we'll talk about what happens and some of the victories uh, that the young wolf has, you know, with that. But it was more important that they be patient and wait and get a big capture first. So that's what the whole, you know, um, battle is about. The, the battle in the Whispering Wood is all about ca- capturing Jamie Lannister, and it is not easy, as we find out. No. So we'll kind of keep going here. But yeah, not easy at all. But really, yeah. But but really, and you know, it's 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 a high cost too, as as you had said. I mean. In in I actually this is actually one area where I like the way kind of the show does it, mm-hmm. um, rather rather than the books because you get you get to see them talking about it and 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 you know they they basically know hey we're about to send a bunch of men to their death mm-hmm. right and you get the, and you get that uh, you get that line with Tyrion where he kind of wakes up after the battle and he's talking to his dad or to Tywin and he says you know well where's Rob Stark and he says with his army and they just show the shot. Um, you know, they skip a lot of a lot of what's happening here and they just yeah. show the shot of him with Jamie Lannister. And I just think it's, it's just a really cool way to do it. Yeah. Um, 
And I mean, that's ultimately what ends up happening here. Uh, I mean, we're, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, but I just, it's, it's that importance of, you know, they basically, Rob basically knowingly sends guys to their death to fake out Tywin Lannister so that they can surprise attack Jamie with essentially really, really the, the, the majority of his host, because it is that important. You basically, I mean, you've, you've got the biggest bargaining chip. Yeah. Well, and, and the reason they send, remember they, um, with that force in the books, they send Bruce Bolton, don't they? And it's sort of because he's so cunning and shrewd mm-hmm. and that he would maybe, uh, preserve as many you know men as he could, or he also would then, he would sell it. He was really going to sell too that they were that this was a full on attack, uh, and mm-hmm. and really, uh, yeah. So that was a that was another uh, ele- element to this the the trickery, if you will, is is Roose Bolton and, and knowing who he is as a person, and that's why they chose him. He was he was perfect to kind of lead uh, that little feint there with, uh, with 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 Tywin. So yeah, and then the losses, as you say here, uh, which we'll get to, are are a pretty big deal. Um, and this is all again told through Catelyn's perspective, so we're kind of—it's a little bit tough to see, but there's a lot of this stillness before the battle starts, right? She's—we're um, listening, we're listening to the whispering in 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 the wood, right? We're we're hearing like mm-hmm. the breeze through the trees, and and everything's kind of still and calm and quiet. All of these men are just laying in wait. There's a really good um, visual on the wiki. Someone's just done some, you know, trees, and uh, they've kind of got this. Uh, uh, river that kind of cuts through here to to explain it's just battle in the whispering wood you guys can look it up it's it's pretty cool but you see how they kind of draw jamie lannister back in here and then they surround him um you know brendan tully is 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 actually running away from him with with his men and you've got uh, the car starks coming down rob stark with the phrase um and then you've got the mormons and the, and the great john great john's on the on the other side on the east Moving in, it's uh, it's it's quite uh, a maneuver, and you know, and that's not even that's just a, a portion of of his forces, and they wanted to to ensure that they uh, captured Jamie. So, anyways, let's let's go back here. We'll read a little bit. Well, one one thing I one thing I just wanted to say really quick yeah. is, you know, what you what you said I think is something really important to remember as we as we go forward, is you know, you talked about you get all of this through Catelyn's perspective. You know, almost all the Rob chapters. Because there are no Rob POVs, uh-huh. the, you know, there it's it's all told through us through Catelyn's eyes, um, and again, that's just something. I mean, I mean, really, I would say like, I mean, I'd have to go look at the exact number, but I mean, I would say it's, I would say, I'd say it's got to at least be ninety percent of the, you know, what you would consider as a Rob chapter is really just a Catelyn chapter. I mean, they're they're, they're Catelyn's. Um, there's really not many other chapters that i can think of off the top of my head where you get a lot of rob through someone else's perspective and so again i think that's just something that's kind of cool when you think about like the difference between the book and the show in the show we get to kind of see rob develop as his own character just because you know you you can just through camera angles and stuff like that and if you start a scene with him then it seems like rob's scene so i think that he does have some differences in the book and the show in the show, he does keep seem a little bit more like his own man, but mm. in the books, just through Catelyn's perspective, it's always about him growing up. And we get a lot of that here. You know, when she's talking about, um, 
there's a line a little bit earlier. Let him grow taller, she asked the gods. Let him know 16 and 20 and 50. Let him grow as tall as his father. You know, please, please, please. And she she talks about him putting on his armor, and now he's starting to grow a beard. Yep. And, you know, good, you'll have to do this. You'll you'll have to do that. You, you know, you'll have to do this. And I think it's just really cool um, and interesting to think about. You know, we preach this a lot, this idea of perspective. But it really is the whole thing in in the books is these pov chapters you know our characters uh, the the characters we see are completely told through us through certain characters eyes mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and on that note i mean it's it's so so she's concerned about her son and his well-being and that's that's why you get her evaluating um the characters around him and, and this uh, mm-hmm. personal guard that he has around him which becomes Kind of a big deal. So let's see. He's getting ready to go. We talked a little bit about his his, his squire. Uh, one of the Frey boys is there helping him with with his horse. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. He told her, "Father says you should let the men see you before a battle." So he's doing that whole, you know, uh, he's on his horse with his personal kind of guard, and he's about to go out and and encourage everyone, right? And she says, mm-hmm. uh, "Go then, uh, let them see you." Uh, Rob said, "It will give them courage." And she kind of wondered, then, who will give me courage? You know, she's worried about her, her son, you know, going out here and, get, and getting killed. This is a very, very real tense, uh, serious moment. Yet she kept her silence and made her, um, herself smile for him. Rob turned the big gray stallion and walked him slowly away from her, gray wind uh, shadowing his steps. Behind him, his battle guard formed up. When he'd forced uh, Catelyn to accept her protectors, she had insisted that he be guarded as well. And the Lord's Bannerman had agreed. And that's important. That's actually important because I, I wonder, she's insisting that he be well protected. And, yeah, he really needed it. <laughs> right? Um, many yeah. of Yeah. Yeah. Uh, many of their sons had clamored for the honor of riding with the young wolf, as they had taken to calling him. Torin Karstark and his brother Eddard were among his 30. Okay. Ma- you had a Malister, uh, Small John Umber... Um, Darren Hornwood, Theon Greyjoy, uh, no less than five of Walter Frey's vast brood, uh, along with the older men uh, like Sir Wendell Manderley and uh, Robin Flint. One of his champions was even a woman. Daisy, as I say, is it Daisy? Daisy Mormont? Yeah, I think so. I, 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 if I pronounced it wrong, I apologize, but I think that's what it is. Uh, Daisy Mormont, Lady Mage's eldest daughter and heir to Bear Island, a lanky six-footer, who had uh, been given a morning star at an age when most girls were given dolls. Some of the other lords muttered about that, but Catelyn would not listen to their complaints. This is, not, uh, the, this is not about the honor of your houses, she told them. This is about keeping my son alive uh, and whole. And if it comes to that, she wondered, will 30 be enough? Will 6,000 be enough? So I just thought it goes... You know, kind of unspoken here, but um, this uh, heir to Bear Island, um, she's kind of a cool little character. You know, it's just that kind mm-hmm. of pops up here, and she's this six foot, lanky woman who clearly there's no question that she is battle hardened or that she uh, is good enough to be with this personal uh, guard. If she weren't, they she wouldn't even be here. This wouldn't be a question. It's not about house; it's about how good you are. So, uh, Daisy's skilled, right? She's, she's a skilled yeah. warrior, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I mean, there, I mean, it's another it's another Mormont, uh, you know, uh, character that we don't we don't really see enough of. 
And uh, yeah, I mean that's what that's why I really love uh, you know Liana Mormont in in the show. I think yeah, I think she I think she's great. Uh, I think she's a you know a, gr- a great addition. So um, it's just kind of like uh, what's her name? We were reading about the Lostin lady. Oh, I'm blanking on her name right now. Um, um, like Danielle Lostin when we did our Lostin Shield episode uh, uh, around I think it was around Christmas time. Oh yeah. Um, and who shows up in the Duncan Egg series and she's this like you know super awesome like badass warrior. And uh, I mean, this this kind of just that's what it's it's kind of reminding me of here. Yeah, let me see here. I think I've got um, yeah, Lady Danelle Lawson called um, mm-hmm. the Mad, right? So she's yeah, the Mad Lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was she was leading kind of the charge in in some of those um, uh, historical battles that we covered. Yeah, right, right. So it's kind of it seems just kind of reminds me of a similar character with uh, Daisy Mormont here. Yeah, and you know while we're on the, on the Mormonts, I mean Mage Mormont is one is is a character too who, um, you know we we haven't talked a whole lot about, but she's a big deal uh, writing with this host here, and uh, you know Mage is known as the as, as the she bear, and so we get into more of um, their house and what's going on and where she is later on. That that becomes kind of a cool thing to speculate about, but we'll keep track of the Mormonts as we get, you know, some more information there. But but it's the idea that these uh, I think it's a couple of these characters who are going to face uh the kingslayer here pretty soon mm-hmm. um so then we then we hear uh, they are coming catlin thought they're coming my lady how uh how molan whispered uh he has always been a man for stating the obvious gods be with us she nodded as the woods grew still around them in the quiet she could hear them far off Moving closer, the tread of many horses, the rattle of swords and spears and armor, the murmur of human voices, with here a laugh and there a curse. Uh, eons seemed to come and go. The sounds grew louder. She heard more laughter, a uh, shouted command splashing as they crossed and recrossed the little stream. A horse snorted, a man swore, and at last she saw she saw him, only for an instant, framed between the branches of the trees, uh, as she looked down at the valley floor, yet she knew it was him. Even at a distance, Sir Jamie Lannister was unmistakable. The moonlight had silvered his armor, and the gold of his hair had turned his crimson cloak to black. He was not wearing a helm. He was there, and he was gone again. His silvery armor obscured by the trees once more. Others came behind him, long, long columns of them, knights and sworn swords and free riders, three quarters of the Lannister horse. So, and that's it. Oh, uh, and and that's a, essentially what she what she sees throughout this battle. You, uh, it's kind of told through us. You know, you just uh, through Cat's eyes, and she's hearing. Um, you know, there's a really good line here in a little bit. You know, she hears a war horn. She hears. You know, she just starts hearing clashing of of armor and all of this stuff. And she says, "So this is what death sounds like." She thought, um, and it's basically you know just hearing war she's hearing the battle go on around her and that's how this battle is essentially told to us because it's really it's really it's really dark she can't really see but she can hear it and it sounds fast-paced and it sounds um kind of chaotic mm-hmm. yeah it does yeah yeah what's what's cool too is is uh, at one point she has to even like close her eyes because she just can't see anything and so she uses her ears just to kind of listen engage uh what what's happening you've got um Grey Wind, you know, howling, you've got the, the, the trumpets, and then you've, you're getting shouts of Winterfell, you know, and all this uh, craziness. So it's, it's, it's definitely, it's on for sure. 
and it doesn't last too long. I mean, that's the no. thing. It's this quick, uh, quick sort of battle. But um, those who interact with Jamie Lannister uh, personally are are the ones who, who are going to suffer here. I mean, like I think take, yeah. the taking of most of his men was probably pretty easy. But then uh, those who were you, you imagine Rob is is riding with with his great warriors and 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 you know Sir Jamie Lannister would have good men around him as well too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. The last three chapters we've had have all involved battles. You know, you go back to the uh, Danny chapter where, mm-hmm. you know, it's Cal Drogo gets injured and it's kind of like coming up and seeing kind of the aftermath of it. And then last week we were talking about Tyrion and Tyrion being in a battle. And so he gets to see a battle. It's still chaotic. It's still... Um, very similar, but it, you, you, he, it's described to you by what Tyrion sees, whereas this chapter is more described as what Catelyn hears, and I just think that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you get these three kind of perspectives on battle, um, through Danny, Tyrion, and Catelyn, all kind of in a row, because more often than not, it's like the story jumps way around. Uh, I mean, it's it's there's not really a lot of chapters, especially as we go further and further in the story. Um, I mean, it'll go from like Daenerys to John to, you know, something that's going on mm-hmm. in King's Landing yeah. to Arya and the Hound. And it's just kind of bouncing all over the place. And, you know, you and I talked about a couple of weeks ago in the Danny chapter, how it feels like, you know, Danny's always kind of off doing her own thing and her story feels really removed and so it, I do think it's really cool when we get these chapters that actually kind of tie into each other because it doesn't happen a lot. And this is just happens to be uh, two chapters that tie directly into each other. Yeah. Yeah. But you absolutely. see you see you see this 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 kind of war that's going on from two different sides, um, you know, from two different things. You get you get the Tyrion battle and then, oh, as soon as you jump in to this chapter, it's like, oh, here we go. And we knew what was going to happen. And it just doesn't do that a lot. Well, yeah, and and what's different about the Daenerys chapters, right, is that we just have to rely on her uh, for a long time, mm-hmm. and so yeah, yeah, and that's that's kind of kind of tough, and and we get really used to her, and we we really start to understand her, and that's and we're meant to we're we're, we're meant to fall in love with her and really uh, understand her ambitions and her fears and all that kind of stuff. So that's really cool. But then you're right here, uh, we we kind of uh, we we hear Tyrion. You know, experience battle. We we see how uh, that goes through his eyes, and then, uh, yeah, we've got um, what well, it's, it's, it's really ears here, really more. I think I mean because just because it's at night, so you can't really see it, and so it's described to us through kind of what she hears. Sure. Yes. Yeah. And let me see and here. It, and that's just really, the, I mean, that's just really the brilliance of Gur. I, I mean, yeah. When yeah. you start, when you start, because it's something we don't talk a lot about is really Gur's writing style. And how he describes chapters, um, and I, I just I just think it's really interesting uh, to to kind of point out because you know one thing he does that's really interesting that a lot of people don't do is Gur ends every chapter on kind of um, kind of the climax. Like there's really no kind of resolution. I mean, there's always I mean a lot of books do that where it's like it ends okay, it is exciting, right? Sure. But I mean he ends it like he ends it I mean at like it's always like the peak. Yeah. A yeah. lot. It's kinda like it's kinda like you'll have an event happen and then okay, there's 
you know, at least some resolution in a chapter. And then you kind of move on to the next thing and it'll be like, okay, the next day, this, this is where you pick up, but that's not really how he does it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It really keeps you engaged, I think. And, and you're, you're, you're wondering, you know, what happens right after that situation. And you, even when you come back to that same region and area, you, you don't always get it. You'll, you'll, you'll get that they're in a different location and then that, that character will have like a flashback and remember how they moved across this region or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's uh it's great storytelling it's, yeah. it's fantastic yeah. very engaging yeah so yeah so, uh, so right here i just want to read one more one more kind of thing here um and it's still kind of going on right before jamie gets captured you know then she blinked and there were only men rushing down to kill or die afterwards she could not claim she had seen the battle yet she could hear and the valley rang with echoes the crack of a broken lance the clash of swords the cries of lannister and winterfell and tully river run and tully you know, um, when she realized there was no more to see, she closed her eyes and listened. The battle came alive around her. She heard hoofbeats, iron boots splashing in the shallow water, and the woody sounds of swords on oaken shields, and the scrape of steel against steel, the hiss of arrows, the thunder of drums, the ter- uh, terrified screaming of thousands horses. Men shouted curses and begged for mercy and got it or not and lived or died. Uh, the ridges seem to play queer tricks with sounds. I just think it's cool. I just think it's interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, totally pulling on on your. It's it's really it's great imagery. Is 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 what mm-hmm. it is. And what's it, something that right next to that, like just on down a couple lines, um, when when she hears Rob's voice calling out and he's he's telling men to me to me. I didn't make this connection until just now. You know, later on, um, Jamie Lannister is like fighting towards the young wolf. It's like okay, he already knows. Like he's lost. He's been tricked. He's been in this situation. He's gonna do the most damage that he can, and he seeks out the young wolf, and he's trying to put an end to him. Um, and so it's interesting that I wonder if Rob was saying that you know the the to me to me like like to rally the troops because that's where a lot of they're you know they're coming from three different points, and he needed mm-hmm. more forces there, or he was rallying to make a charge against Jamie Lannister, which is what I like to think. Uh, but I also mm-hmm. kind of think maybe Jamie was getting super super freaking close. And he had to rally people around him to say, like, this is where the fighting's happening. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Or maybe or maybe he's challenging Jamie Lannister and saying, to me. Oh, my. Yeah, like, like, just bring it. <laughs> I I literally, well, that would be fantastic. Because I could see Rob too. doing that. Because remember, Rob, if you go back, um, I think it's, I can't, I, I always forget whether it's a John or Arya. I think it's an Arya chapter. Mm-hmm. It is. It's an Arya, it's, it's an Arya chapter where... She gets a needle with John and they go out and they see everybody fighting. And, you know, Rob is talking a lot of smack to Joffrey. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just I like what they did in the show, too. Remember, there was I forget where, which episode this was where he he knew his strength was just to be to almost like to, to out with them and, and to do things that were unexpected and bold, you know, and he knew sort of what his strengths were and, and played to those. Which I thought was mm-hmm. was kind of cool. He was he was mature enough to see the the wisdom and not challenging someone to single combat for the you know for you know for the yeah absolutely whatever. But but yeah, it is still cool. He's still a boss. I mean, he's still someone who you know. When I hear that cry, I'm just sort of like, and imagine from Catelyn's perspective, like, oh my holy smokes, what's going on? Is that a good thing? Is that um, a bad thing? She doesn't really when you, you can't really see who's winning, but when you hear more cries for Winterfell and Tully, River Run, and so on. You heard one cry for Lannister, as far as what we have here in the text. Um, it's encouraging. That's that's how she gets her, her encouragement in this chapter. So, um, 
But yeah, I don't know. And then attention to detail too. Rob comes back on a different horse. <laughs> you know, we noted yeah. earlier that he, you know, so he lo- he lo- loses his horse, and you know, Germs just playing. He's, he's paying attention to the stallions, which is cool. He is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think. Yeah, I think Gersh Gersh really good at cat. So, um, yeah. So Rob comes back on a different horse. I like she says. Yet when he came closer, Catelyn saw his mailed glove and the sleeve of his surcoat were black with blood. You're hurt, she says. No, uh, he says. This is uh, Torin's blood. Perhaps he shook his head, or I I do not know. But then they threw. Then they they coming with him. Uh, you know, great uh, Theon and and the great John have have him. And they're grinning, and they threw Jamie Lannister, the Kingslayer, you know, at basically at her feet. Right. Yeah, and he's he, he's um he's got a few words to say, right? To mm-hmm. uh, to Catelyn. Yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah, Lady Stark. He said from his knees, blood ran down one cheek of a gash across his scalp, but the pale light of dawn had been uh had put the glint of gold black back in his hair. I would offer you my sword, but I seem to have mislaid it. It is not your sword I want," she told him. "Give me my fa- uh, give me my father and my brother Edmure. Give me my daughters. Give me my lord husband. I have mislaid them as well. I fear. A pity," Catelyn said. "Kill him, Rob," Theon Greyjoy urged. "Take his head off." "No," her son answered, peeling off his bloody glove. "He is more use alive than dead, and my lord father never condoned the murder of prisoners after a battle." "A wise man," Jamie Lannister said, "and honorable." Take him away, put him in irons, Catelyn says. Yeah, so that's sort of that wit- that wittiness from him. I-, I wanted to mention too before I forget it. It's probably coming up here in a second, but um, the 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 rallying. I think they're going to talk about it here. As, as yeah, because they do in the aftermath. They talk about how he rallied to to face down Rob, and it was um, Darren Hornwood, right, who loses his life. Um, Eddard mm-hmm. uh, Karstark, Torin Karstark of Rob's personal guard. So the Karstarks are going to be pissed, which is what he talks about here. Uh, to to Catelyn, right, and just and just that, yeah, because Theon and, wants to take, and his we head know off. that, and we know that, right, and we know that becomes a big issue later. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Yeah, yeah. So, um, also, come on, Theon, like, it, like, we need this. Did you not know going in, we need this bargaining chip? Like, we can't just you know cut him down. That I was think, the whole point. Right. Yeah, and I, I get people are emotional because some some big players there get get killed. Um, the Karstarks. Uh, right there, and then um, one of the Hornwoods is killed as well. So, yeah, that sucks. And uh, we've gotten to know them a little bit, and and maybe some of our, you know, Rob and Theon are um, closer and, and stuff. And it's so it's some of his personal guard there. But dang. Uh, and by the way, I just think knowing what we know in the show, how was Theon doing in this fight? You know, how good is Theon? Right I think here? Theon's actually pretty good. I yeah. think I actually. I mean, you. I I think. It's tough. To, it's it's tough to say, right? Because I mean, he's really just kind of fighting white in, in that in that last season there. But I would, I think it would, I think Theon. It would be safe to say Theon's probably a, actually a pretty decent fighter. He grows up in Winterfell. Yeah. I don't think he, you know, John has that huge chip on his shoulder of you know being a bastard. Sure. And so I think John, uh, you know, trains a lot more and a lot harder. Than say Rob, I, I I think I think Rob is also pretty good. Um, Theon, though, I would I would say I would say it's probably safe to say Rob is better than Theon. John is better than Rob, but I think Theon is not half bad. Uh, I mean, 
I, I, he should have a chip on his shoulder, and we see that he kind of does when he goes back to uh, Pike. And, you know, he, he talks about, you know, like when he's having kind of an argument with his father, like, you know, basically I'm, you know, this is all it's a your fault that I was I was left there. Uh-huh. But, you know, what we also kind of see is seems like he's he even has even less. He has even more kind of freedoms than Rob, like or than John, excuse me, because John still has that sense of duty of like I'm Eddard Stark's son, whereas Theon, I don't know if he has that as much. So I don't know if he you know needs to train as hard, but. He's still trained by a master at arms, so mm-hmm. he's gonna he's he's immediately gonna be over any random soldier. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, all good points there. I mean, can I? Where do they bring this up? You, you, we know that. Uh, so we've gone over some of the men who have been, you know, killed here. Theon's a boss, um, but right at the end, they mention briefly that they've captured. What was it Theon? He says they had him outnumbered. Um, or that, that that they gave better than they got, right? Mm-hmm. Let me see here. Um, yeah, according to Theon, the Lannisters uh, lost ten more, uh, like ten men for every one of Robs that 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 fell. Um, so that's pretty cool. And they've yeah, they've captured. We've, ta- we've taken close to a hundred knights. Yeah, a hundred knights and a dozen lords, bannermen, including um, Gawain Westerling, uh, Quentin uh, Bainfort, Garth Greenfield, and so on. There's some others, Titus Brax, uh, and and so on, which I. I'm looking some of these characters up, you know. Uh, it's what the reread causes us to do a little bit and look these these folks up. This Titus Brax, uh, Knight of House Brax, is is the eldest son of Lord Andros Brax, which it's an interesting, you know, um, house and family to kind of look up. He sticks around till a Feast of Crows. I mean, he's kind of a big deal. Uh, not a big yeah. deal, but he's, he's around, you know. It's like, wow. Yeah. And then right here it finishes... Um, and Lord Tywin, Catelyn interrupted, have you perchance taken Lord Tywin, Theon? No, Greyjoy answered, uh, brought up short, until you do this war is far from done. Rob raised his head and pushed his hair back out of his eyes. My mother is right. We still have River Run. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, mm. crazy to think how the, the loss of a few... Um, uh, how how the loss of these car starks is going to affect things later on? You know that's mm-hmm. that's sort of a bigger um, thing, but it's just it it becomes huge. It becomes a huge deal in this huge wedge uh, between some 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 infighting, if you will, with Rob's forces. So, mm-hmm. so quick rabbit hole for you, Sir Ezra. Sure, yeah, I love him. Yeah, okay. So just theoretically, totally, totally, totally theoretically, let's say that. Jamie Lannister had had died in that attack. What do, what do you think would have wow. what do you think would have happened? Wow, I mean that changes that I mean, it just changes everything. <laughs> I mean, right? Oh, I know, I know. It's just yeah, just kind of a quick. What, no, what it's, do you, it's what, great. What, I think. What do you think? I think. Um, wow. Um, you still have some issue with Rob's decisions. You know, betraying House Frey, if you will, maybe. Uh, there, but you don't have as much. Uh, Wait, but would you though? Because well, he doesn't betray House Frey until later. Right, right. But I think so. If they let's say he he's killed here, they're still gonna go later on after the battle of the camps. They're gonna go and and kind of invade that that um, um, the Westerlands, the easternmost part of it. And right. So you know, you still could have something there. Uh, 
But yeah, well, I'm just I mean, well, even if it's not that girl, I mean, he could. It sounds like Rob, you know, is susceptible to falling to to someone. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that could still happen. But the whole like the wedge that I was talking about that that gets kind of created between, um, you know, just just with what Catelyn wants to do with this prisoner. I mean, it's just crazy what she does. You know. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely crazy, and so if she doesn't have that, I think she stays more so- of sound mind and gives better counsel, and is is maybe more cautious. It's almost like she gets this chip, and it's just it's this what she thinks is this unbeatable ace that she has to play, and yeah, it's just crazy. If she doesn't have that, I think they're way more calculating in in, in everything. I don't know. I still think Eddard dies, um, but I don't know. What do you think? Is there? Yes, I'm. So yeah, okay. So I I mean I'm just thinking is. Total, total what if here, just for, yeah. for fun. We're going to go down this rabbit hole. So I think if Jamie were to die, not like not like they capture him, then kill him. Like, let's just say that in the battle, Jamie dies like, he, you know, like somebody shoots up with an arrow or something. So obviously Tywin's going to be, you know, furious. But then it just becomes a fl- I think I think then like they're going to I think they just flat out kill Eddard Stark. And I mean, because I don't know, you don't, you don't really have any more bargaining chips at that point. So, I mean, you could say, I mean, the Lannisters, you know, Cersei and Joffrey would have the power of saying, well, we still have captives, and then they don't. So I think then you full-on have to just press Tywin Lannister. But I just see Joffrey going off the handle and just killing them, like Sansa and and Eddard. So then I think it would just kind of turn into like a full-on just war. Mm-hmm. But once Jamie's dead, once the Kingslayer is dead news of that would get around i think you'd have a lot more people rallying to rob's yeah to rob to rob's cause yep yep i like that and i mean i still think you'd have you'd have stannis pressing pressing claim for the throne um i don't know if you would have renly because i think renly's claim kind of comes out of the idea that like oh eddard stark is also you know, gonna die. And now it just seems like everyone is kind of making a claim because once, once Rob declares himself King in the North, okay, then it's like, you've got Stannis saying he's King Joffrey saying he's King Rob saying I'm King in the North. Yeah. So then it kind of, and then Balon Greyjoy starts his thing. So then it's kind of like everyone is doing it. So it's like, it's just open season for the throne. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if Renly would then place a claim to the throne. So Renly may just support, Stannis, even though he doesn't really like him, uh, but he certainly likes him more than Joffrey. Yeah, so, I mean, if that happens, then the Lannisters are screwed. I mean, they're just they're just flat out. I mean, they're, I mean, they're they're just flat out screwed. I think Dorne would get involved a lot earlier because once Jamie's off the table, I mean, that's a big chip. Well, that's yeah, a it's huge because it, then it's basically it's Tywin and the Lannisters are over. Yeah, I mean, it's well, you still, you still got to. I mean, you know, as as it said at the end of that chapter. I mean, we still don't have Tywin, um, which is, Catelyn still thinks is a big deal. So I, I, I'll give her that. But like what you're saying, even the capture of him is huge. I mean, if he would have killed him, oh yeah, absolutely, it's a huge feather in in his hat. And it's, uh, it's just like I think he could have, yeah, as you say, rallied more, really kind of consolidated the Riverlands and and everything because their houses are kind of divided a little bit, like not divided, but you had some people who didn't answer the call. Who you know, mm-hmm. like like Walter Frey. I mean, who were late in coming, or what have you, or who had been under siege by Gregor, you know, Clegane, and and what have you. So there's there's that. I 
but it would have changed everything. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even Cersei's Absolutely. behavior, yeah. you know, I mean, like you think of her behavior and what she would have done and alliances that she would have made. It, yeah, it would have been nuts. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's a bombshell. That's a bombshell. Some, yeah. I love hey, it. Hey, something interesting, something, just something interesting to think about, you know, it's like. Yeah, where the story where the story could have went if if Gur had tried something different instead. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Cool. So now, okay. can, can I mention a couple? Of just like the, these are not cool connections. No. Uh, yeah. Right. You could not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will be silenced. Um, if you get a chance, go look up some of these. Uh, go look up some of these people who are captured, who the, like the bargaining chips, if you will. Those who like Willem Lannister, um, and. Uh, Garth Greenfield and things like that. They're, they're they're not major players, but it's just cool to look at their houses and look at who they're attached to and the the pieces. You know, like uh, well, j- just some of the in- the influence that they have later on. You like we we talk about um, this is way this is a, a you know a book or more later where the Manderleys get into a situation where it's like when you have one of your heirs captured or or some of your sons killed and stuff like that. Like it, it becomes a big deal, and it, it's it's a motivation for why some of those lords do what they do, um, which I think is just interesting to to note. So the reason I, I brought that up is because I think I just in the moment am looking at some of these these characters, and they they play a big deal. They 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 end up being around through a feast of crows, and um, didn't even. And it's really some of their fathers that are a big deal. It's like the house that they belong to is is tight with House Lannister, and the exchanges that are made, prisoner exchanges, you know, all that kind of stuff is, is really cool to, to keep your eye on. So I'll do that and, you know, just uh, wanted to kind of point it out for folks who are interested in looking for some, you know, cool connections there. Okay, so let's move on over to Send a Raven. Yes, over to Send a Raven. So we have, um, oh gosh, this is, a, this is a good little raven we've got here this week. So this, um, let me see, who sent this in? Lady Joanna of House Wood sent this in and uh, I thought there was some some cool little little nuggets in here she kind of did this uh, it's something I've done in, in, in patreon and it's something that I have uh, if anyone is interested in becoming a squire I have a huge sort of working on my own manifesto of like green dreams and 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 to make a green dream uh, I'm kind of looking at where are all the characters at the end of a dance of dragons and then I'm even I've allowed myself to drift into some of those um, uh, released Winds of Winter chapters to see where where folks are at, but you know she has done this. Um, she's taken a good look at where everyone's at and, and just kind of brings this up to us. She says, uh, "Good afternoon, my good sirs. I hope this Independence Day is treating you well. My name is Lady Joanna of House Wood, and I hail from the Kingdom of New Hampshire. I recently discovered your podcast in postseason eight, um, Desperation to fill the throne's void in my life. I found Ben the Knee and started." At the first Thrones reread episode, I am now at episode 26 and have been enjoying it immensely. Uh, I do not have any new theories to contribute, but I do have an idea that I thought could be fun for you to try uh, if you're interested throughout your reread. When I was first reading the books, my brother got me the uh, Lands of Ice and Fire, which, by the way, is an epic um, little companion book. It's got some really sick maps. Uh, I, there's, you have that, don't you? I do. I do have it. And when when you look up um, a lot of the the stuff on, on on the wiki, it's based on a lot of the artwork that was done in that book too, which is cool, just map wise, if you will. So um, yeah, which is a which is a book of Game of Thrones maps 
um, and she got that for her birthday. I decided to use these maps to help myself track where the characters were while I was reading. I took the map of the known world and put that on my wall. I then put the Westeros map over um, Westeros uh, over the Westeros section of the first map, just to have like a bigger canvas of it because it's kind of small. So. Um, basically has Essos and everything else there to the east and then this blown up version of Westeros. Um, I then printed all the characters' faces onto uh, special, you know, shrinky dink uh, paper <laughs> that uh, can go through a printer. I cut, the, I cut out those faces, shrunk them down in the oven, glued them to uh, pinheads. Uh, I was then able to use these pinheads to track the movements of all of the big characters while I read the books. Uh, it amazed me how close some characters came to each other without meeting, and it gave me a real sense of uh, pers uh, uh, perspective and reality within a world while I read. Some characters did not have show counterparts, so I printed out what I thought looked you know, close to their um, appearance. There are some other characters that I never had a chance to add before they died, uh, like Oberyn and, and Quentin and so on, um, that I wanted to add before my next full reread. Okay, so that's that's interesting. Um, I'd like to add young Griff and John Connington too. Um, I also have a little um, heaven or nightland, if you will. Uh, Nightlands, if, if you will. It's, it's a place where characters who have died... Um, go kind of up above the map, and she has pictures for all this. It's fantastic. Um, the empty spaces—that's uh, that's where uh, that's sort of where she houses those characters. So currently, my, my map represents the characters' locations at the end of book five. Um, I hope you think this is a good idea. I highly, I highly recommend it. Um, it's fun. It's a, it's a helpful tool while rereading these books. Um, I've attached pictures of my map so you can see. Thank you so much for all of your hard work and looking forward uh, to many more pods ahead. Sincerely, Lady Joanna of House Wood. And, yeah, this is epic. If, if you can do it yourself, I think it's, it's, it's very fun, and it, it is kind of cool to lay them down on a map and move the pieces around. That's, that's just awesome, right? Um, if you're yeah, not... Absolutely. Yeah, if, if you're not as into that, there is another thing, uh, Sir Matt, that you can do. What is the name of that? I, I got a new phone, so I don't know what the heck it's called. It's just the Ice and Fire. Um, the phone. app. The app, yeah. Yeah, um, let me pull it up here. I have it here. I have not used it because uh, it's the World of Ice and Fire app. Um, it's kind of a companion to the books, but it is really in-depth. Yeah. Um, I have not done the premium version, but I think it's like 20 bucks. If I mean, if you're a diehard fan, I'd recommend it. Um, I have seemingly, you know, see, I, I guess I have done OK without it. Um, but, you know, Sir Ezra and I do a lot of research. But if you just specifically want to, like, find all right, this guy, it's basically the wiki, like mm -hmm. in your pocket. Yeah. But there's also a lot of content in it that the wiki doesn't fully explain that this does uh i i mean if you're like a you know if you consider yourself like you know really hardcore into this i'd i'd i'd, I'd definitely give it a recommendation it's it's a good app there's not a lot of apps that i would ever recommend purchasing like i don't really have any apps on my phone that i've ever purchased um but i mean if this if this is one i think i think it's worth the 20 bucks Oh, it totally is. I, I definitely have paid for it. And to get sort of um, all the information, uh, you can kind of go book by book if you want. You can even cap yourself and say, I don't want spoilers past a certain point. 
which is important too. So you can kind of set yourself up for as you're searching um, for information about characters along your reread, you can kind of cap how much you know about a character based upon you know what book you're in, if you will. So if you're not you know in the Dance of Dragons, you can obviously you can just sort of uh, filter that out, and it'll it'll remove all that information, so you can kind of just uh, see where those characters are. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's cool. Now, I did uh, reply to Lady Joanna and just sort of said we want to go, we're going to read uh, her Raven here on the show, and it's just kind of cool to get, um, uh, you know, the to get to, just to go back and forth with folks. You know, I, I really enjoy it. that's the whole point of the Facebook group and and Discord and Patreon is you know we've got thousands of people who are, who, are, who are listening, and to have a portion of those folks come over and make friendships and make connections is just it's huge. I mean, it's like what I experienced today. Uh, up in Kent, Ohio, just just going there and, and talking with folks who are who had theories, you know, who who actually are listeners who haven't uh, written into the show, but they just listen, and that's that's fine, that's fantastic. Um, but if you ever get around to it and you feel you feel like you want to, we would love to get a Raven or or have you you know come on the Facebook page and and chat with us. So um, Lady Joanna, though I, I I replied to her and she said that's so exciting, I can't wait to hear it. I'm currently on follow up Friday episode back in November uh, so I will try to be patient and not skip ahead uh, but I'm not sure I'll, I'll make it so that's fine I'll let her know that uh, we, we gave her a shout out in this episode um, she wanted to clarify too that she leaves the characters um, at their last confirmed location on the map uh, and this means that uh, we as readers physically see the character in that location not hear from a third party that they are there uh, that's why she's left Rick on and OSHA they're um, kind of in this weird spot in the middle of the north, so not at like a confirmed location. You know, Davos hears about where Rickon uh, supposedly is and is is on a mission to track him down, if you will. Uh, but that's just we heard that through a different character. We don't really know that for sure. Where we last saw him was um, weird, as, as she puts it, weirdly in the middle of the north. So. <laughs> Uh, it's just her mm-hmm. personal rule, and it's kind of a when you see some of the pictures, you'll you'll understand uh, that as well. Now her P.S. is fantastic. I think this is huge. P.S. I now feel like Sir Adam Parker is some kind of celebrity. He definitely yeah. should. He is. He is. Uh, he definitely should be a rule on the quote bend the knee drinking game. Drink when you hear his name, and I thought that was so funny uh, because. When I originally designed one of our Patreon goals was that we would make a drinking game, and this is going to be rule number one. To like like any, you, I, I want it to be something where you pick any episode, and you know the odds are high that you're going to hear some phrase, you know, or someone's name or whatever. So imagine, you know, going back to those other episodes, and anytime we say Blood Raven and Follow Up Friday, dear God, you wow. would be, I mean, you'd be toasted within the first twenty minutes. Like absolutely toasted, so I just thought that was kind of funny. So if anyone has any, um, you know, other other names or other sayings or characters who we mention a whole lot, and you think they'd be kind of fun rules to follow in a drinking game, maybe we can put together a couple, you know, four to five rules to follow, and you can play with a friend and uh, record it and send it to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, um, I'm not I'm not really a big drinker myself, but we do, you know. We got to we this the drinking game's got to happen. So, yeah, it does, and I, I actually want to get I'll these do rules it, I'll ready. I'll do it for the realm. Yeah, I know you will. I know you will. 
I know. I, I want to get some of these rules down. So it's like you and I have three to four rules. We'll listen to, to, to our own episode and we'll drink every time we hear ourselves say a certain thing or, or whatever. You know, if it's back to Lady Stoneheart or whatever it may be, I don't know. I want people, I think it's going to be cooler if people pick the, the, uh, the rules or the sayings or whatever. I don't know. So. Yeah. Well, here, 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 I've, I've, I've come up with the drinking game. Okay. Oh, okay. It's called watch season eight, episode four, because if for me to ever watch that ever again, I'm going to need some alcohol. Okay. <laughs> that's, I'm, that's not just, yeah. I just wanted to make season eight. No, seriously. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> Sir Matt has to watch it drunk. Um, <laughs> that's funny. That's good. All right. Well, um, so sweet. We got uh, we have more ravens too. We'll, we'll read those as as we um, you know kind of progress along mm-hmm. here. So keep sending those in. We're we're looking for those if they're chapter related or if they're just about um, where you're at in the reread or things you've noticed um, about the podcast or just wanting more information. We, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to get uh, those ravens sent to us at btkcast at gmail dot com. Uh, Sir yeah, Matt, and yeah, yes. Uh, um, did you have something there? Well, I mean, kind of. I, I mean, I mean, but I guess I can kind of save it here for a second. But go ahead. Oh no, just, I was just moving on to man the wall. What, what, what do you got? Oh no, go, no, go, no, go right ahead. I'll, I'll save it. It's, it's, it's kind of in the farewell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess up the formula a little bit. Oh in, Jesus, in the, in the great! And the time to say farewell, but you'll be fine. Okay, good. Okay, I, so this is what happens. Sir Matt goes off off script, and I never know what's gonna happen. So, um, I do want to say that the manning the wall has been more and more fun. Um, just because some of you we've seen, by the way, that folks have gone, um, out to iTunes and those of you who are here for the reread and who have been here for the core, um, or for for the majority of this podcast have gone and given us a review. And honestly, it's, it's super helpful. I mean, even those who are kind of giving us some, some advice and stuff and feedback, that's fantastic, but they're still giving us, you know, uh, high marks and it's helping the podcast because, uh, we really, you know, that was that was something else during the show. It was it was crazy. Yeah, so, last week we we said, hey, could you guys give us some reviews on iTunes? And we got a bunch, and it was awesome. Uh, yeah, like I looked like the next day, and I was like, oh my god, we just got like six more. And th- seriously, we, those are like I can't stress enough. Those are huge, huge, huge help. So we really, really appreciate anyone who has ever taken the time uh, to do that. Yeah, and l- l- let me say, it's not just a sort of, you know, a shout out for like. Sir Matt and, and, and for Sir Ezra. It's like if you actually like the podcast and you enjoy and you're going to keep listening and you're going to participate in the Facebook group, um, I would think, you know, hopefully like it's it's turned into a community. It's out of our hands, actually. <laughs> like it's it's grown it to is. the point where like it's we have other people who we need to kind of uh, help us take over things and, and help out and and become, you know, big like big leaders. I mean, Sir Adam, you know, Lord Adam Parker is a celebrity because of all the of all the input of all the manning of the wall that he has done since the beginning and there have been many others uh, who have done that as well so like we we can't thank those folks um enough i mean we go back to just all the ravens that we had from you know like tiffany evans lady tiffany we had uh mm-hmm. you know in the beginning the lady, and stuff it's just lady yeah, lady regine lord yeah. james hunter lady sarah um lady cat you know of the, the woodland realm yes. just a lot of people we've had we've had a lot of people the ghost of Hall, a lot of people who i think have just submitted theories and it's a it's a ton of fun reading them um uh, you know i mean whether you know whether your your question or your theory is an eight page manifesto or <laughs> yeah. it's simply a what do you think of walter frey you know what do you what do you think of this character? What do you yes. like, what do you what do you what do you think? I mean, care and remember and remember the send a raven doesn't have to be something that 
Um, you know, because right now we're kind of off Fallout Friday. I'm sure when the prequel comes back, it'll it'll kind of come back. But uh, it doesn't have to be something revolving around where we're at right now. It could be, hey, I want you guys to talk about this theory. I mean, it could be something about uh, Sorella Sand mm-hmm. or Victorian Greyjoy or um, yeah. I mean, anything. Yeah. It doesn't, yep. Abs- yeah, abs- abs- absolutely. The Arbor Gold, uh, you know, theory. Um, yeah. And, you know, every time that comes up, you know, a lie is, is mentioned or the... Um, mayhaps you know any of any of that stuff we can discuss the grand northern conspiracy any yeah of it. right right yeah we'd love to do that so yeah all, all good ways just to kind of man the wall and uh so we really appreciate that and we're looking forward to more of that we um again we've got the heron hall series coming up here uh for august we're gonna lay that we're gonna get that all recorded uh shortly and uh, have that posted should be available i think almost august 1st if not you know uh, shortly after so you guys will have that available to you on Patreon, and uh, plus a few other musings. Sir Matt and I, we just can't help ourselves, so we're on there mm-hmm. musing and, and whatnot. And uh, then later on, maybe towards the end of August, we'll have another Raven's Nest. And yeah, and that can be you know theory-related. It can be theories or cool things in the book that you guys want to go over, um, or whatever it may be. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of pull together a doc and, and do the old-fashioned, uh, pull some Ravens in there and have our bannermen respond to those, which I think will be a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, man. I mean, t- take us off script here. <laughs> All right. We want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 64, Daenerys 8. Really quick aside here, Sir Ezra. Yeah. Chapter 64 means that we are less than 10 chapters away from yeah. A Clash of Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, it's it's like a it's a big moment for us. I don't know. Like, it like, is. I, Maybe people weren't quite getting it. They're like, oh, these guys are just going to keep plowing through. It's like to get through the first book is like been huge for us. When we set out, we were kind of like, we're going to mm-hmm. do it for us and we're just going to get through it because we want to know more about this series. And it's huge. So in, in the mm-hmm. next book, just well, be ah, oh, can't wait because everything changes. Once I mean, once I mean, game a Game of Thrones, the first book, I mean, it's really just the Starks, Tyrion, and Daenerys, and that's it. I mean, those yeah, are yes. those are your storytellers. When you hit when you hit book two, you've got like Davos, oh, yeah. Sam. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Cersei and Jamie don't get chapters yet, but I mean, you get you certainly get more insight to them. I mean, it it all a Theon, it, it everything yeah, changes. Yeah, yeah it, there's an uptick, and so it's it's really exciting. That's that's again why we every week we've kind of said ironing out some stuff, getting the website, getting a few things, um, you know, finely tuned and polished. Um, getting a you know possible, uh, I'm gonna save that. I have a huge surprise. Yeah, coming. yeah, that'd be a huge surprise. Don't don't, huge don't surprise. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. So so yeah, yeah let's just say 10. that. Let's just all I'll say is there may be you know season two, Game of uh, Ben the Knee is coming, Clash of Kings for those of you that like you know a very specific item. We're just gonna say there's gonna be a way for it to be available. So we'll let you, you'll just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So, all right, friends. Well, hey, uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We'll see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.